Blog Talk Radio.
Ware Manufacturing has been building quality hutches since 1983. Ware manufactures modern chicken hutches, barns, pens, and nest boxes designed especially for the backyard flock. Ware offers hutches and pens for every yard size and every chicken keeper's budget. Visit their website at waremfginc.com. That's W-A-R-E-M-F-G-I-N-C.com. Or call them to find a retailer near you at 1-888-824-7257. Ware Manufacturing. Hi, I'm country music artist Nathan Osmond, and you're listening to Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer. And the mighty bird against prejudice continues his fight for law and order. So when you hear that cry in the sky, you'll know it's Super Chicken. Thank you very much for staying with us today on Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer. It is Monday. Yeah, but Mondays can be good because... We have Peter Brown, also known as the Chicken Doctor, who will be joining us shortly. And, uh, of course, with a couple of great topics for our backyard chicken keeping. So get that pen and paper ready to take some notes when we bring uh, Peter on. I uh, hope you had a wonderful weekend. We had a, uh, a bittersweet weekend. We had some great uh, things, and then we had uh, a not-so-great thing. I, uh, to start off with the not-so-great, uh, I did have to attend on Saturday. Uh, a neighbor's funeral. We found out when we were uh, on the road that uh, he um, came down with, was diagnosed with colon cancer. He was uh, 77 years old, good friend, a good neighbor. Um, in fact, I uh, set him up with a, uh, a free uh, chicken fountain, <laughs> and he had chickens. In fact, uh, I gave him some chickens uh, to, to get started with. Uh, also gave him lots of feed um, throughout the uh, last few years uh, as uh, I was getting uh, feed provided for by my sponsors. So, um, and uh, treats and just about anything else that came my way, uh, I would use a little bit and then of share with our uh, our, our uh, neighbors. So it was a very, uh, um, uh, very sad part of, of the weekend. He was a really, really great guy. He retired as an Orlando Florida firefighter, so he spent 23, I think it was, years uh, helping other people. Uh, they had some great stories about how he saved other firemen's lives and, and during the call of duty. And, of course, he knows how many human lives and property. But he was also in both the Army and the Navy and uh, just a very good Christian man. So he was just a, a really an all-American hero, no matter how you slice it, and uh, a great loss. So I'm going to miss him a lot. So that was the down part of, of the weekend. Um, got a lot of work done around the homestead, around the yard, and and getting things spruced up here because uh, uh, you know we'll be heading out on the book tour here shortly. So gotta gotta get things going while we get things going. I'm trying to get my tractor started. Uh, um, had a neighbor he uh, took the starter off and soaked it. It froze up and now it's turning over, but. It's not getting any uh, electric uh, to it, not getting any uh, charge. Uh, it'll turn over. So uh, we're, we're trying to track down that. I think it's no, there's no uh, current getting to the coil. So um, we're, we're tracking it down. We'll get the tractor running here shortly and get a few more things done here around the homestead before we have to head out for the book tour. And, uh, yesterday was a really fun day, and then and today a little bit this morning as well. Um, I just kind of... Uh, got in the mood. I played baseball for seven years and I really enjoyed it. It was uh, lots of great memories with me and Caleb will be four in June, so it's probably uh, coming up on T-ball time for him. So we said, you know what? Let's head up to Academy Sports. So yesterday, went to church and went up to uh, the the big city and had some lunch and then went to Academy Sports. and uh, I couldn't find my glove uh, that I used all those years playing ball. I'd probably tried about it by now anyway. So Daddy got a new glove, and uh, Caleb got a glove, and um, um, got a bat and a tee and about a half a dozen balls. And, and uh, yesterday we came out into the backyard, and we had some good father and son bonding time. He loved it. It was great. And uh, I was quite surprised. He, he did very well. We knew he had a strong arm because he does love to throw balls around. But um we uh, and, and and for the most part pretty accurate. Uh, just need to work on and tone up some skills. So, but uh, and he is actually hitting the ball off the tee a lot 
better than I anticipated for first time. So but he really had a lot of fun, and of course, Daddy had a lot of fun because it brought back memories of me playing ball. And and uh, this morning, it's like, can we go out and play ball, Daddy? Yes, we can. So we went out there this morning. It's a little overcast, and it was a little misty this morning. No rain, but but we uh, went out for about 30 minutes and uh, hit the ball off the tee, did some uh, fielding exercises. He, he can really stop the ground balls. Let me tell you, he is not afraid of the ball. He gets in front of it and uses his mitt. Um, so he, he's he's excelling at that, very good. But um, and he can throw the ball. He's got to get some technique done as far as, as far as squaring off and and watching where he's uh, throwing and and hitting the ball. Yesterday he did better than today. Today um, he was uh, batting a little bit low, but um, still okay. He had a, he had a few uh, few nice hits today. But uh, I'd tell you, second day he's having a blast, which is always important to have fun. But uh, Daddy was impressed with uh, how he took to it. So that's cool. we got about a year, I think. Of course, we we could have, I guess, there's some younger T-ball groups around the area. But we're a little late in getting started with that. So I told him, I said, well, Caleb, we've got a whole year to practice up. We've got a whole year to practice up and practice our skills before next year when we go to uh, T-ball tryouts, and uh, he'll be, uh, I guess, four and a half about next year. So that'll be a good age. He'll, he'll probably be a little bit better at following directions then than he is now, listening to the coaches and whatnot. But I said, we've got a year to hone into your skill and and, uh, and and get good at this, and then we'll go to tryouts next year. You can get on the team, wear the uniform, wear the hat, and have some friends and teammates and but I think it'll be a great, a great time, and uh, it's, it's, uh, I don't know. He can learn a lot of things, but it was um, proud daddy because we had a good time doing that t-ball. Brought that memories for me too. So we've had some fun, uh, of course, doing that, and um, but, but had a really good time. So hey, I don't know if you know, you probably do because you're probably a regular listener. But I'm giving away two chicken coops as we speak. We're doing one Facebook fan contest. That contest, I've got a great coop um, for that from uh, eggstreamcoops.com. That's E-G-G, like egg, eggstreamcoops.com. And uh, it's an all-fiberglass coop. It's four foot by four foot. Uh, it'll be good for about uh, six to uh, six, seven hens. And um, But, hey, fiberglass, easy to clean, lightweight, really cool design. And uh, really some neat options, too, if you choose to add it on before shipping, like a solar solar fan. But um, So there's that option. But, hey, uh, visit our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash The Chicken Whisperer, uh, and you can see about all, uh, all the rules and how to enter that contest. And then, of course, we're giving away a chicken coop and Chicken Whisperer magazine for the spring edition. And uh, you can go to chickenwhisperermagazine.com and learn how to uh, enter that contest, and that contest is brought to you by Wood Text Products, Wood Text, T-E-X, Wood Text Products, and uh, that's a really cool chicken tractor uh, with the coop and the run attached with handles and wheels you can move around the backyard. Really neat design and concept there as well, and uh, hey, you can enter both of those, and I'm just going to give you two chances to win an awesome chicken coop from the Chicken Whisper and our sponsors. So got to love that. want to remind everybody about that. Uh, looking at the week here, trying to see what we've got coming up. Uh, it looks like we've got on Wednesday um, another great episode of The Quail Lady. And then uh, I think this Thursday may be open, but I know The Quail Lady will be here Wednesday. So we'll have another great topic for you for uh, for Wednesday. So we appreciate you tuning in. Looks like Peter's dialed in. He's over in the caller queue. So Let's first give him a chicken whisper welcome, and then we'll get on with our topic today. Hey, Peter, thanks for joining us. Hope you had a great weekend. I did, Andy, yeah, cleaning my office and uh, getting a a new uh, computer system set up here that's still not functioning 100% the way I want it to, but um, we'll get there. We'll get there. Everything in time. Yep, but they say Rome was was not built in a day. (laughs) Isn't that the truth? <laughs> I gotta love it. Oh, me glad you could join us today, though. I'm glad you had a uh, good weekend. Uh, you missed a little bit. Ours was a little bit bittersweet. I had to attend a funeral for a friend and neighbor, but then uh, we had a good family time uh, as well. So it was uh, it was a fifty fifty weekend. But I'm um, glad to have you on today, nonetheless. Monday, ask the chicken doctor with Peter Brown. 
the chicken doctor, founder of First State Vet Supply. Visit them online, please, uh, firststatevetsupply.com. And um, we've got a couple of different topics we're going to cover today. Not not real lengthy, but uh, that's fine. We'll wrap up around three. Trace minerals and their roles in poultry health and well-being. And then we'll touch a little bit on feather growth and feather picking uh, with uh, Peter Brown, also known as the Chicken Doctor. So go ahead and get those pen and paper out. Get ready to take some notes on these uh, timely topics. And, well, friend, I'll turn it over to you. Yeah, um, these... uh the thought about this, I was sitting around a while back thinking about this, and uh, uh, we talk about, um, I mean, God only knows we've talked about a zillion things, uh, um, amino acids, uh, vitamins, electrolytes, that kind of thing, but I don't think people understand um, how these things really interact uh, and how one is so dependent upon the other in many cases. Um and the fact that you know there are a lot of people <clears throat> feeding all kinds of, of different um, feeds and feedstuffs and junk to their to their chickens treats call them what you want. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought it was <clears throat> be, be a little bit um, do us all well to to try to understand how these things have a, a, a an impact <clears throat> on the birds um, in many different ways that we don't normally think of. Um, you know, I deal with a lot of anomalies, um, uh, you know, every every day. And when I start looking at what people are giving their birds, I can get a better picture. It isn't always, um, uh, but I can always get a better picture of what's going on once I start to delve into um, the nutritional end of it. <clears throat> I don't pretend for one second to be a, a nutritionist by any stretch of the imagination, but uh, unless you're really deep into it, into um, uh the the, uh, the the deep inner workings of, of everything. It's pretty simple, straightforward. It's not uh, not rocket science by any stretch. So I thought I'd bring up some some thoughts about how some of these things, um, especially trace minerals, uh, they're often forgotten uh, because we look at vitamins and electrolytes. And when we look at electrolytes, we're just basically talking about sodium and potassium. Um, and um, I also want to dispel the big rumor about... Uh, iron and chickens it's such a farce and i don't even know where it got started but some nitwit and that's all i can call it because people people want to pick up a football that has no air in it and run with it and i don't understand uh, the, the rhyme and reason and thinking uh, for doing so but um, you'll see people say well get some polyvisol but make sure you know that you get it without the iron in it that's just ridiculous um, uh, it's um As a matter of fact, as a trace mineral, and I'll get into it here in a little bit, but as a trace mineral iron uh, for chickens, they they need more of it than most other trace minerals, and and, uh, I'll go into the rhyme and reason uh, behind it. But, you know, years and years ago, uh, we had uh, all kinds of, uh, when I say years and years ago, back in the uh, 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, and even up into the uh, beginning of the 60s, there were issues with... uh, the overall nutritional health of birds, um, as uh, research got better and better, um, they set out to really find out uh, uh, just what was required for optimum growth for all animals, not chickens, but all animals. And uh, this was done through an organization through the National Academy of Sciences called the National Research Council. And... uh, they really came into play between 1960, 59, 60, 61, and up through the, through the 80s, still in play today, but no major, major changes have really come about in, in the last 20-plus years or so. Um, but I believe that we're probably going to start see, seeing some, some, uh, uh, some changes to some of the so-called nutrient requirements of birds because of the difference in genetics now compared to genetics back then uh, and, and so on. But we do have baselines, and we do have ideas and, and research and data to show um, what happens when some of these things uh, are out of balance. You've heard me say before on many an occasion that this is like being at a uh, four-way stop sign or a four-way traffic light, and um, all of the ingredients are there except one, so the light never changes, and everything becomes deficient because 
there's no intermingling of the four ingredients. I'm just using four as a as an example, but it can be a number of different things. Uh, an overabundance of one thing can tie up the other things. Uh, not enough of each one can still do the same thing. So uh, all of these things are important. And one of the things to remember is that when you start giving treats, you get this uh, balance out of balance. Okay. For instance, if you... Um, or one of those people that just loves to give your birds extra cracked corn, um, and even the scratch grains, which to me are totally uh, useless uh, for the most part, um, have no real great nutritional value. Uh, but when you start adding those things, you start to throw the nutritional balance of a complete feed out of balance. And one of the critical um, uh, components of those complete nutritional feeds that we buy at the feed store in a 50-pound bag or so that has everything in it that you need is a uh, amino acid uh, that is extremely important to the overall growth and health of, of chickens. They can't make it on their own, and it always and forever at this point is supplemented in chicken feed, always. And it's, uh, it's amino acid called methionine. And so when you add scrambled eggs, uh, junk food, uh, treats, uh, scratch, uh, corn, whole corn, cracked corn, uh, oats, all of these things into the, the mix, these items don't really have any, if at all, of this methionine. So you're now <coughs> asking the the, uh, uh, the the bird to try to put all of this food together and get the maximum out of it. So you throw things out of balance. Feather growth isn't as good. Uh, overall body growth isn't as good and you just upset the apple cart, so to speak. So this is another reason why I figured I better come back in here and talk about some of these other things in relation to the, the trace minerals because they also cause problems. It's not just the, the uh, methionine, okay, uh, but it, it is a multitude of different uh, micronutrients, trace minerals, that are required for uh, proper growth. And you wouldn't think so. But some of them uh, play very, very important roles uh, in, in how a bird's health goes, okay, the overall uh, health of things. Uh, for instance, if we take uh, zinc, uh, and we, we see that um, there are zinc products now available for humans because, um, and I've not followed them much, just seen a couple of commercials, but uh, there is the, the zinc being able to interfere with or tie up or, or uh make unavailable a, a, a spot on the uh, virus that you may pick up with a, uh, with a, a cold or whatever, or the bacteria, and keep it from, from, uh, from replicating. Uh, well, the same thing goes for, for, for birds. For instance, um, the role that zinc plays in, in the, uh, the metabolism of the birds, uh, uh, it helps to produce an uh, enzyme, uh, and it's called... Uh, uh, metalloenzymes, M-E-T-A-L-L-O-E-N-Z-Y-M-E-S. <clears throat> and um, these, as, as well as others, play a part in the bird's immune system. Now, you wouldn't think that, but it does. So a deficiency of this, uh, simple thing, just zinc, you wouldn't think that, but just a simple deficiency of zinc can have a, help a bird to have an impaired immune system. Now, we've talked about immune system before with good gut health and everything else. So here you are trying to keep up the good health, on that end, but you're falling down on the other end possibly <clears throat> by giving uh, all this extra food and, and, and stuff that uh, uh, really doesn't have the kind of nutrition that you really want uh, to, uh, uh, to give to your birds to, to give them optimum growth and optimum health. So this enzyme will play a part uh, in, in the uh, bird's immune system. Um, It'll also play a part in the healing of their skin uh, and wounds, um, has a role in, in hormone production, uh, such as uh, uh, testosterone and the corticosteroids, which uh, help the birds uh, uh, cope with uh, uh, danger. Okay, So all of these things, um, just one, one simple little trace mineral. We haven't even gotten to several of the others that we're going to talk about. <laughs> this is just one. And... Um, 
the lack of zinc will, and you know we've talked about before uh, the uh, uh, phosphorus calcium ratio in birds with soft-shelled eggs and that kind of thing. Well, you're not even going to get good egg formation if egg formation at all if zinc is deficient enough as the egg spending its time in the shell gland getting calcium put down on it. It's not going to happen. So you're going to end up with, with a rubber egg or an egg that's got very little calcium on it, or, you know, very thin-shelled, or when the bird lays that egg, uh, comes out as uh, albumin and egg yolk rather than uh, having any kind of, uh, of, of shell uh, attached to it. So, again, uh, the, the zinc, extremely, extremely important for a bird to have uh, good egg shells and good egg production. Uh, it's also a component of, of poor feathering. Um, we already said uh, uh, about the immune system uh, problems that will come along with it. It uh, actually has a suppressing effect on the immune system, which is uh, not good for the birds. Uh, dermatitis, which is breaks in the skin, okay? And you can also get that with the vitamin uh, biotin, the lack of biotin. So if you've got a lack of biotin in the bird's diet and you've got a zinc deficiency, you've got a double whammy problem. Uh, it plays to infertility. I see all the time on, on, the, on the Internet, uh, one after another, people constantly candling their eggs, and they're clear, they don't have anything, or they're dying, and they're doing all kinds of things. Um, uh, so it leads to uh, infertility, uh, certainly, again, poor eggshell quality uh, when the egg is being, uh, uh, shell is being put on in, in, the, uh, in the shell gland. Um, so just, just, this one, just this one trace mineral is responsible for at least... 10 to 12 anomalies that can come along uh, uh, in, a, in a bird's life. Um, we, we see these birds all the time uh, with rye neck, okay? Um, and a lot of people think that it's uh, selenium and vitamin E and everything else, and we've done shows on that, and sometimes it is. But sometimes <clears throat> these things are a little bit deeper than that, and I think there's a whole lot of issues that go into it. I uh, can't necessarily prove them all. Uh, but I know one thing, I know that uh, the supplementation of uh, vitamin E and selenium doesn't always work either, okay? Another uh, trace mineral that's important uh, for um, uh, the good metabolism uh, is copper. And this is, is a trace mineral that um, uh, is interdependent upon another trace mineral. And this, again, this is what I was, I've, I've been saying before. One thing begets another. The lack of one is going to lead to a, a, a deficiency in the other. Uh, if there's an overabundance of one, you're going to get into that same situation. So there has to be this balance between the two. But <clears throat> copper uh, is needed for the metabolism of iron. Imagine that. I didn't think birds needed iron. That's what I was told. Don't get that polyvisol with the iron in it. The birds don't need iron. Well, um, the amount of iron that a bird has in its body is turned over every day 10 to 12 times, 10 to 12 times during the course of the day. And um, so you know, they do need iron. They need a, a lot of iron. But they also need copper because if the copper isn't there, then the iron isn't going to be able to be, be broken down and metabolized. Okay? And um, so let's assume that you have enough iron but you don't have enough copper. So if copper metabolizes iron, then you're going to throw the birds into a situation where they're going to come down and have anemia. They're going to be anemic, okay? So they're not going to, to be able to, uh, uh, they're not going to be able to breathe properly if they don't have enough iron, and we'll go into to, to that in a minute. Um, so a deficiency in, in, in copper um, we'll, um, there, there's all these enzymes and different things, so I'm not going to go into every one of them. It, I don't think it's overly important. I think it's important to remember that specific enzymes uh, do specific things. And um, uh, one of the most important ones is one called, uh, called um, lysyl oxidase. That's L-Y-S-L-O-X-I-D-A-S-E. Um, and this is needed to... Um, form the uh, collagen for bones and, and uh, um, muscles, and um, 
this can cause uh, a lack of copper then, can cause a, uh, a uh, porosis type of a situation, which is a shortening of the bones. So you get birds that have shorter legs than they normally would have. Uh, you get uh, poor development uh, of the elastin and the collagen. Um, and this in turn then begets heart problems. Okay, you, The elasticity of the heart won't be there the way it needs to be. Uh, can lead to aortic rupture, heart attack. Uh, again, poor feathering development uh, in, in, in this thing with, uh, with the copper. And um, um, the, um, before we talked about <coughs> uh, the uh, amino acid methionine. Methionine is one of the sulfa amino acids, okay, meaning it contains sulfa. The lack of copper then will... Um, in many cases, not allow the what's called the disulfide bond of um, the uh, amino acid to be broken down and that sulfur uh, 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 broken out of that amino acid and use it. Amino acids are, are a component of a, of a protein, okay, basically. And uh, so you, you're, you're not going to have that, uh, and you're going to have some, some – then that's going to lead to amino acid deficiencies. So – uh, the whole thing can go on and on and on and on and on. Um, and a lot of this is because of the fact that uh, people uh, feed junk, okay? Uh, again, too much scratch. And I'm not saying a handful of scratch a day is, is, is going to be uh, detrimental, but we've all uh, seen on this show uh, people that have tried to raise birds on cracked corn, people that have tried to raise birds on scratch, people that have tried to raise birds on bread uh, and all those crazy things, uh, and those will lead to all of the different anomalies. And sometimes, the, you know, uh, not for nothing, but some of these things can be genetic. There can be um, a, a, um, in the mitochondrial DNA, which controls the, uh, the, uh, the, the, the cell functions, uh, there can be an anomaly there that would, can keep them from, from doing it, okay, uh, from absorbing these things properly out of the feed and everything else. It's a whole different ballgame, but it's, it's there. It can, it, it can come that way, too. And um, sometimes it has to be a different supplementation and a different uh, method so that it's already close to being broken down. That's where uh, chelated uh, amino acids come into play, chelated vitamins. The, uh, the amino acids are readily absorbed, and, uh, and the, uh, uh, the vitamin is, is, is doesn't have to be completely broken down from, from, from scratch. <clears throat> so the... Um, uh, Copper is an important part of um, the bird's um, overall metabolism and well-being, uh, and also in relation to the fact that um, the um, there is another enzyme. Uh, I hate to keep throwing these out there to you. It's called uh, uh, ceruloplasmin, and this is uh, responsible for uh, the oxidation of uh, uh, the uh, iron. Basically, uh, oxidation basically just means breaking it down, okay? Um, and it uh, breaks it down from like a ferrous sulfate into ferric iron, and they're two different things. And this would control the movement of the iron uh, from the liver uh, into the bloodstream, okay? So you can see how extremely important that is because uh, iron is a, is, a, is a major component of the hemoglobin of the blood. Did I say we don't need iron? I heard that somewhere. So the myth is out there that birds don't eat iron. Birds actually do need a lot of iron. Now, again, a, a bird that is eating that proper diet, that one that you get at the feed store, that complete feed, okay, that iron is already going to be in there. But you can also get that out of balance, again, by feeding all of these other things, uh, uh, hot oatmeal and scrambled eggs in the morning, uh, so they go away from eating their regular feed. Say that you filled them up on this junk food, and um, now they have over here the one that had all the vitamins, electrolytes, amino acids, the trace minerals, the protein, the carbohydrates, the fat, everything that that bird needs to go about its daily life and survive, you just throw that all out of balance. Okay? <clears throat> the rapid turnover of, of iron uh, in a bird's body is extremely important. Um, is a, 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 a very, very important part of the hemoglobin of, of the blood. Um, 
and the hemoglobin responsible for oxygen transportation. Um, when birds are under stress, uh, when birds are uh, heat stressed in the, in the summertime, you want to make sure, for sure, that the bird, all of these things, if this bird's body are up to snuff because that hemoglobin needs to carry all the oxygen it can. So um, when you don't have all of these things in, in place, um, it, it really ends up being a, a huge, huge problem. You don't get the oxygenation of the muscles. You don't get uh, uh, the, the uh, oxygen carrying capacity is, is greatly uh, diminished. Uh, and again, this can be a lack of copper, causing the iron not to be properly broken down and oxidated and absorbed, and therefore you have a problem. And it can go the other way around. Okay. Um, the uh, so because of this high high uh, turnover rate, uh, birds need supplementation with iron every day. Okay, and that comes in the form of your um, complete feed. Now, for those that have used Replimin liquid in the past, uh, that's a, been a chelated product, uh, and it's uh, high in iron, and uh, people have seen tremendous uh, improvements in the bird's overall well-being there. And again, that's because that iron in, in that product uh, is immediately absorbed uh, within 12 to 24 hours. So um, it has to be a form of iron, and I know I've told this story before, but I have a lot of pigeon flyers that I deal with as well, racing pigeons, and the old-timers just want to put a nail in the, in the water and let the birds drink the rusty water. And I am here to assure you that, that in your lifetime and mine, uh, that will never be usable to those birds. Okay? All they've had to, to consume uh, is dirty water. Okay? So it has to be in a form uh, that they can uh, uh, absorb. And uh, here's a kicker for you. Uh, birds that have uh, problems with coccidiosis, uh, can also become anemic, and they become anemic because of the fact that the uh, intestine is not able to absorb some of these nutrients and throw them into an anemic situation. Um, so there are a lot of ramifications of these things, and the, these trace minerals are, um, you know, for the most part, part very uh, important and play extremely uh, huge and important roles in the overall well-being of, of a bird's health. So um, it goes from poor feathering to shells to egg production to um, uh, um, the immune system uh, to the uh, hemoglobin in the blood. Those are all huge issues, every one of them. So it's, it's very important to, to understand these things uh, uh, and, and how, they, how they can be applied to the overall well-being of, of, of the bird and make you understand, if you don't already, uh, you know, why it's important to keep them on that straight feed that you get from the, from the feed store. And um, you know, the better the feed that you buy as a complete feed, you know, better, better quality ingredients, uh, you know, uh, manufacturer that you trust, uh, uh, you know, the, the better off uh, the bird's going to be, the better they grow, the healthier they are, uh, and you know, less problems associated with all of those things. Uh, but coccidiosis in birds can cause anemia for that because of the uh, lack of absorption of iron and uh, copper and, and that kind of thing. So uh, we move on here to manganese. Um, doesn't have as as big a role in some of the things as um, uh, bird systems as does uh, some of the others, uh, but nonetheless uh, just as important. Um, and manganese plays a role in, in uh, a huge role in bone development and uh, cartilage development. And uh, so if you have um, a deficiency of the manganese, you can get into bone shortening, uh, porosis. Uh, uh, it certainly plays a, uh, uh, a role uh, in eggshell strength. So now you've gone from zinc to uh, to uh, the manganese playing a role uh, together uh, in uh, the eggshell uh, strength, then you throw on top of that uh, calcium and, and uh, potassium. And, uh, you know, you've got a whole lot of things there that all have to come together in the right amounts at the right time to make an eggshell. And uh, we've said it before, and I'll say it again, in excess of 50% of the calcium that a bird has in its body on a daily basis has to be laid down to put an eggshell on an egg. 
That's a huge monumental undertaking. And when the bird is deficient in zinc and deficient in uh, manganese uh, or uh, deficient in the, uh, uh, the calcium and, uh, and the potassium, uh, you end up with eggshells that are uh, uh, the phosphorus ratio, the calcium-phosphorus ratio. Uh, when that gets out of whack, uh, you get thin-shelled eggs. And that's because it's holding up something somewhere is holding it up, either through a deficiency and not, not enough of it gets uh, into the bird system to put down a good, healthy eggshell. So there are a lot of uh, issues that go on with the, uh, the, the trace minerals. Um, Andy, I'm going to finish up one more. It's a short one, and then I'll um, finish up with a little bit about feather picking. Okay, we'll go to commercial break before we go to feather picking. That'd be great. Okay. Uh, last but not least, I wanted to say a little bit about selenium. We've talked about it before. Uh, selenium is highly controlled by the Food and Drug Administration, um, so much so uh, that the amount that they uh, uh, allow to be added to feed uh, is extremely minuscule. And one of the reasons they do this is because um, selenium generally uh, can be found in a lot of the different feedstuffs that go into uh, uh, making your complete feed. Um, but nonetheless, it is supplemented on a very small basis uh, because the birds do not need a tremendous amount of selenium. But when selenium is deficient, uh, you do run into uh, you know, your problems. You run into some of these uh, neurological problems. Uh, one of the reasons uh, why selenium is so tightly controlled by the Food and Drug Administration is the fact that it is toxic in large amounts. And... Um, uh, it is considered a heavy metal, okay? And um, it, it, again, uh, is an important part of a major uh, enzyme that is needed for uh, um, cell oxidation. This is the, uh, the, the uh, breakdown of, of, the, uh, uh, of the materials in cells. And um, <clears throat> at any rate, it uh, uh, does play a role uh, in how well the pancreas of the bird functions, which is a, a huge deal, uh, and it has a uh, significant role in fertility. Okay, and in case you're wondering, uh, it's usually measured in parts per million, as far as the federal government is concerned, uh, and in feedstuffs. And uh, so I'll give you a little bit of an idea um, how much we're talking about here. This is one of the reasons why I say that uh, the majority of the time I do not feel that birds with rye neck uh, really have much of a problem with selenium deficiency as much as they might have with vitamin E. Uh, the the uh, requirements for vitamin E are quite a bit higher uh, than they are for selenium. So the um, selenium is always uh, measured in parts per million for feed. Okay, and so uh, this is the equivalent of 0.3, and I'll make that clear again, 0 0.30 parts per million is uh, all that's allowed in feedstuffs. Okay, so let me break that down even further for you. Uh, if you do the math on that and you look at uh, most of us over the course of our lifetime have taken a, uh, uh, a capsule or a pill, let's just, for argument's sake, say 250 milligrams, because that's pretty much uh, common that most people have either seen, taken, or whatever. Um, so 0 0.30 parts per million breaks down to 0.29 milligrams. Okay? So it's about one-third of one milligram. So if you want to take that and look at one-third of one milligram in relation to 250 milligram uh, capsule tablet that you've taken over the course of your lifetime, uh, we're not talking about a whole lot here, okay? So uh, the chances of that being deficient for most birds, uh, and again, those that have been on a reasonable diet that have not had a lot of treats, junk food, scratch, whole grain corn, uh, cracked corn, all these other things added in uh, that, have, that take away from the, uh, uh, the overall uh, nutrient load that the bird really needs to, to survive on, okay? So this is also uh, 
a, a, a trace mineral that is uh, important and needed for for the uh, cell oxidation. Again, this is the uh, uh, when oxygen is metabolized, uh, it gives off, and we've all heard this floating around for a zillion t times, free radicals. Okay, and basically all it is is that you've got molecules running around, and uh, the free radicals steal uh, some. Uh, Electrons from uh, from other molecules, and um, this this creates what they call cell damage, and that cell damage can be detrimental to, uh, for humans, chickens, and, and all sorts of other animals as well. So, um, quit giving the junk, and keep the scratch in the bag where it belongs. Get rid of it, and uh, stop giving all the cracked corn and everything else. Uh, in, in great numbers and feeding bread and, and too much table scraps and keeping the birds from eating a, a uh, uh, nutrient-balanced diet uh, so that they, uh, you know, they can go on and, and do the things that they, that they need to do. Now, real quick, um, I'll give you an example here. Um, again, talking about uh, things getting out of whack, out of level. Uh, so if you have a high level of zinc, okay, uh, it will inhibit copper absorption. So here you go again. Copper was going to pr have a problem with um, with iron, okay, if there was too much. But now here we come with zinc too much, and we're going to inhibit the uh, absorption of copper. So if we have too much zinc inhibiting the absorption of copper, then the copper can't help uh, break down the iron. So now we've got a three-way thing going, okay? We've got an overload of zinc. We've got a deficiency of copper, and we now have an anemic situation possibly going on with a uh, deficiency of iron. Okay, and I just want to throw some of these things out there. Um, and now let's go the other way: a high level of copper and 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 iron uh, can interfere with the zinc availability, and that could lead to anemia. Okay, because we talked about that earlier, and then. Um, High levels of phosphorus, which we have talked about in the past, uh, can interfere with the manganese availability. So everything has to be in balance, and the, the better the balance, the better the bird performs, the better the bird feels, the better the bird's health. Uh, everything about that bird will be better when it's in balance, and that goes for humans too. Okay, but so we want to achieve this balance, and the way we achieve this balance is stop giving the treats, stop giving all these other things. Because I see it time after time after time on Facebook and other places, people calling me, emails and what have you, okay? I ran across it today. Somebody's got another one uh, putting out eggs that, uh, well, it's really not a whole lot of eggs. It's just albumin coming out with some, some yolk. There is no shell. There's no nothing, okay? So these things can be, uh, for the most part, uh, alleviated by uh, giving good quality food uh, on a consistent basis and limiting the, the treats. Andy, it's all yours. Appreciate it, Peter. And uh, I was just commenting on that. I had a little uh, short little webinos, webinar Skype thing with the poultry club out in Las Vegas yesterday mm -hmm. evening, uh, no, Saturday evening, and I was talking to them about, um, it's interesting how I've seen, and I know you've seen this too, that people uh, a lot of times um, will take uh, a study uh, that's talking about doing all natural. Now, we need to explain to folks, especially if they're first time listeners, we are not against all natural. You've done two articles in my magazine one on the benefits of uh, oregano and one on the, on the benefits of uh, curcumin. And uh, so, so we're not anti all natural at all. But the issue that people need to be aware of, which you just explained, which I explained to some of these folks uh, on uh, Saturday evening is that they'll latch on to something in, a, in, a, in an extensive study done at, say, um, NC State or something like that, and they'll say, uh, ooh, look, um, I'm just going to use this, to throw it out there, and uh, this is scientific just to give you the point. Um, pumpkin seeds uh, can prevent worms and, and uh, can prevent worms and internal parasites. Well, it, it talked about using it in goats or, or ruminants, not using it in chickens. And two, you missed a very important part, that this pumpkin seed extract was only utilized by the goats if they had this other element or these other elements to so they can actually utilize the extract of the pumpkin. So they just latch on to this 
oh, well, well, this herb or that herb or this herb. Oh, look, this study proves this. So I'm just going to go out and give my chicken some extra uh, spinach, uh, this extra herb, and they miss that that herb's doing nothing and it's not benefiting them whatsoever because you missed the part of the study that shows they can't utilize any of that without this other uh, trace mineral or element or, or um, amino acid or whatever the case may be. And so they, they just miss that part. They just latch on to what they want to hear and say, oh, yeah, all natural, I'm going to give this to my chickens, and it does nothing because they don't read the other important part for them to be able to utilize that. So I'm glad you pointed that out and talked about how a lack of this and, and, and more of this and this, this and that, and I think it's very, very important for people to hear that other than just, oh, this you need more of this, but may not be able to utilize it without that. So this and that are very uh, in, important. So, hey, we're talking to Peter Brown, also known as the Chicken Doctor, founder of First State Vet Supply today. We'll come back talk a little bit about feather growth and feather picking right after this short break. Keep that pen and paper handy. We'll be back. Are you in the market for a new chicken coop? Want one that will outlast all the others? Then check out Urban Coop Company. All of their coops are made from 100% appearance-grade western red cedar with galvanized hardware and advanced all-weather joinery right here in the USA. Compared to other coops, Urban Coop Company coops will last longer and look better doing it. They're designed to be both beautiful and functional. In fact, they have earned the Chicken Whisperer seal of approval and are Chicken Whisperer approved. I invite you to browse their website to learn more about the many features of their coops and check out their integrated coop accessories that will make your life easier. Urban Coop Company is a family-owned business located in Dripping Springs, Texas, USA. They are passionate about building great coops because they know you are passionate about your backyard chickens. Visit them online at urbancoopcompany.com. That's UrbanCoopCompany.com. Since 1921, Stromberg's has been a family-owned and operated business, providing quality poultry and poultry supplies to their customers. Today, the Stromberg family offers over 200 different breeds of poultry, including chickens, waterfowl, and game birds. They also offer poultry supplies for the beginner or advanced poultry keeper. Stromberg should be on the top of your list when it comes time to order. Shop online at www.strombergschickens.com or call today at 1-800-720-1134. Remember, that's strombergschickens.com. Do you provide a heat source for your backyard chickens in the winter? In most cases, it's not necessary. But if you choose to provide a heat source for your backyard chickens, it's imperative to use a safe and effective heat source, and the only one I recommend is the Sweeter Heater. The Sweeter Heater is a safe, completely sealed, washable, non-breakable, energy-efficient, long-lasting and reliable specific area heater that comes with a three-year warranty. Ditch the dangerous heat lamp this season and invest in the only heater I recommend, the Sweeter Heater. Purchase the Sweeter Heater online at SweeterHeater.com. That's SweeterHeater.com. Love Nest brings the natural goodness of herbs to you in your backyard with handcrafted organic blends for your backyard friends. Packaged in a resealable bag, 100% USDA certified organic, Love Nest blends come ready to sprinkle directly into the nesting R coop bedding and are completely natural and edible. There's Love Nest Chick Mix Blend, a gentle herb blend perfect for young chicks. Love Nest Layer Blend, designed to help support laying and soothe ruffled feathers. And Love Nest Critter Ritter Blend is naturally effective against those unwelcome guests such as lice, moths, and other pests. Ask for Love Nest at your favorite local feed store or visit them online at www.loveluv-nest.com. And try Love Nest Organic Blends for your backyard friends today. Ideal Poultry has been a family-owned and operated business since 1937. 
Their business is built on customer service and quality poultry. From rare white and brown egg layers to broilers, ducks, turkeys, and bantams, Ideal Poultry is the largest supplier of backyard poultry in the United States, shipping close to 5 million chicks annually. Visit them online at IdealPoultry.com. That's IdealPoultry.com. Hey, it's the Chicken Whisperer. If you're in the market for a new incubator, then look no further than GQF. They have a great selection of tabletop and cabinet-style incubators at prices you can afford. I love my GQF Genesis Model 1588. It has a large picture window and an automatic thermostat, which makes for a better hatch every time. Go pick out your new incubator at GQFRadio.com. That's GQFRadio.com. Pictures of chickens on aprons are common across America, but picture a chicken wearing an apron and you'll probably get a good chuckle. Laugh if you must, but nothing protects hens better than the Hen Saver Hen Apron. Hen Saver Hen Aprons protect your hens from the damage caused by an overly affectionate rooster and may even provide protection from an unexpected hawk attack. Hen savers come in several different sizes to fit both bantam and standard sized hens and roosters. Colors include camo, denim, navy, brown, khaki or black, and soon pink. Crazy K Farm is expanding its already colorful hen saver collection to include the color pink. A portion of their sales will be donated to organizations that fund breast cancer research and awareness. Order your Hensaver aprons today at Hensaver.com. That's Hensaver.com. How would you like a punch in the beak? This looks like a job for Super Chicken. You get the super sauce, I'll don my super suit. All righty, thanks so much for staying with us today on Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisper. We've got our second... Uh, shorter uh, topic here, and uh, so we'll get to keep those pens and papers rolling. We'll talk about uh, feather development, feather growth, and some feather picking as well with our guest today, Peter Brown, also known as the Chicken Doctor. Peter. Yeah, this is not a, a, a huge uh, subject here. I just wanted to, to, because we were talking about the trace minerals and the other things uh, uh, in, in the first part of this thing, I wanted to just bounce off this here just a little bit as far as feather picking is concerned because some of those um, uh, deficiencies in, in either vitamins or minerals uh, can lead birds uh, feather picking. Um, when they are looking to, to supplement themselves, uh, if they're not getting the, enough feed, birds that are getting run away from the feeder by other birds, uh, uh, birds that are aggressive, um, you know, keeping them away from getting their fair share, and all that's left in the bottom of the of the feed uh, tray is is uh, is all the finds that nobody else really wants. So some of these things, um, you know, uh, can d- d- lead directly to the feather picking uh, situation. Obviously, uh, the the biggest thing out there for the most part with a lot of the birds is is uh, mites, lice, uh, those kinds of things uh, all lead to it. Uh, crest picking on some birds. Uh, uh, your Polish and, and silkies and, and any crested fowl, uh, if they've got mites in the crest and everything else, the other birds will start picking on it once they see it, and uh, sometimes they'll pick on it just for the hell of it. But uh, for the most part, um, you know, they'll they'll see something in there or, or, or somebody will notice something in, in, the, in the flock and they'll start picking on a bird that, that has it and uh, picking them will start everywhere. It doesn't. All it takes is one little thing. Uh, to set them off uh, picking, and then, and then they go crazy and they start picking on everything that there is. So I think it's important to keep these things in, in mind. Uh, one of the reasons I bring it up again because of what the nutrients we were talking about before, the zinc, the copper, uh, and the, the iron, uh, the, the selenium, the manganese, uh, all of these things are, are important. And if you noticed, uh, the greatest majority of them, uh, when they were deficient, uh, would give you feather problems, Okay. Uh, certainly during the during the growth phase when 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 uh, when uh, chicks are, are starting to you know lose their down and put on their feathers, so I think it's important to understand it important to bring it back up, but uh, you know they they need the 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 proper feed. Um, for instance, I saw something the other day. Somebody had some chicks and they weren't doing well, and uh, instead of giving them 
their their normal feed and finding a way to get that feed into them. They just made them some scrambled eggs. Well, it's okay, but it's not what they need as chicks. Okay, it's just not. And uh, you know, you start them behind an eight ball by giving them stuff that 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 really, you know, shouldn't be. Uh, and I think a lot of people do it out of ignorance. A lot of people do it out of convenience. It's easy. It's something that they can do right then and there. And they've seen it all over the internet. Everybody, you know, I wouldn't say everybody, but a, a good portion of people do it. So that must make it okay, um, you know. And uh, as we've seen in the past here on this show, uh, people with a couple of birds that were crop bound, you know, birds that eat banana peels usually end up crop bound. You know, well, you know, there's that adage out there that you know birds will eat anything. Well, that's true, but it doesn't mean you're going to digest it. So it's extremely important. It's extremely important that you give uh, birds feed uh, or food. Uh, that is uh, digestible and has the uh, the, uh, the proper proteins and, and so on uh, in it. Um, the uh, methionine, I can't say enough about the amino acids and amino acid complexes. Uh, there's a whole bunch of them, um, methionine being being one of the more critical ones. Uh, there isn't a pound of, of uh, chicken feed uh, um, in, in, in developed countries worldwide uh, where that is not supplemented into the feed. Okay, If you want growth and you want... Uh, healthy birds, it's got to be in there. Okay. Um, certain types of worming can cause abnormalities, uh, especially those that end in zole. So that'd be albendazole, fenbendazole. So your valbase and your safeguard uh, can cause feather abnormalities um, uh, if you're uh, giving them during a molt. Um, so you can you can run into some problems there. So refrain from doing so during it during a molt. Okay. Uh, mating. Uh, Roosters will tear up the back of a hen uh, and tear up the feathers and everything else, and uh, that allows other things to come along. Uh, they'll pull feathers from the back of the head as they hold on. Uh, treading the back of the hen, they'll tear up all those feathers. Uh, and we've seen birds then that are outside a lot. Uh, we've seen uh, uh, fungus uh, start into the, in the around the base of the feather follicles and stuff, so that there are more abnormalities there, skin problems, uh, and, and so on. Um, as far as, as that's concerned, so you're going to want to watch for that. And lots of times you'll be able to see it just barely. It'll be a little black um, spot or ring almost around the, the base of the feather shaft itself. Um, and, again, uh, feeding uh, additional corn, uh, treats, um, scratch, and these kind of things can impair feather growth uh, and uh, is not beneficial to the overall speed of, of feather growth for the birds. Uh, can actually hold them uh, uh, can hold them back, so we want to you know we want to refrain from doing those things. Uh, and, I, and I'm going back over it and saying it again so that it sinks in for everybody. There's other people that won't listen to this maybe until uh, later on after it's archived. So uh, I'm sure that the, most of the folks that listen to the show on the, on a regular basis uh, you know understand exactly where I'm coming from on all of these things. But it, it is extremely important uh, you know that these things. Uh, uh, be kept up with as far as the food is concerned. Now, uh, genetics plays a role in feather picking, uh, aggression. Uh, sometimes it's just the nature of the breed. Uh, some breeds worse than others. And so, uh, you know, sometimes it's hard to fix. Uh, when it's a genetic problem, it's kind of like a crazy person. Uh, you know, that, that, uh, if there's abnormalities in the, in the, in the, in the brain it's going to cause, uh, that are genetic, it's going to cause problems down, down the road. So uh, for those kinds of birds, um, um, you know the choice is, is up to the owner, but you know dispatch the bird, or uh, I prefer the uh, 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 pinless peepers. And uh, for those that uh, want to try them out, I'd be glad to send them a couple of pair to, to, to play around with, uh, free of charge. But um, those are some of the things that you got to watch for. Uh, another thing I, I, I know, and there's there's, um, there's a small body of research out there that shows that uh, some of the bad behaviors are learned. Um, for instance, birds that have a tendency to be aggressive in the brooder will be birds that will be aggressive on the yard. Okay, so bear that in mind. So maybe if you've got a bad actor in the brooder box, you know maybe you want to get them out and, and try to uh, tame them down a little bit and handle them and, and uh, give them a little bit of extra attention. That may uh, preclude him from being or she from being a bad actor out on the yard later on and causing a lot of grief, uh, tearing up feathers and and. Uh, and all of the other things that, that go along with it. Um, and then sometimes uh, nutritional deficiencies will get birds into a feather-pulling situation, not necessarily picking, 
uh, and I've seen this uh, numerous times, uh, where the birds will just end up uh, uh, pulling feathers out and eating them. Okay, and that's usually uh, one of two things: it's either boredom, or it is a uh, nutritional deficiency. One of the two. Okay, and that's about all I have on that, Andy. Great information, and I just I just love the way you put it out there, and especially with the nutrition. I know we've been doing the show a long time, and we often hear about the the downfall of uh, too many treats because uh, again, people they do love their birds, but you know they they want to spoil them. But uh, if they really love them and want to spoil them, that goes back to the, the right and proper nutrition. It's amazing. Uh, over the years, I've seen folks. Um, in fact, I was just uh, someone had uh, scrolling through on uh, one of the. Uh, chicken um, pages on on Facebook, and they, one of the questions was, uh, do I have to feed a uh, layer feeder? Can I just let them free range and give them some corn every now and then? And mm-hmm. I was amazed at the number of people that just say, oh, yeah, we just free range a give cat corn, we just free range a give scratch. It's all we give. And you know, one person had put, yeah, we free range and, and give corn. It's all we do, and we have healthy chickens. And you know, part of me wants to post, really, when's the last time you had them tested for anything? Um, but, you know, you don't want to be a jerk about it, you know, and uh, you know, we have healthy chickens, but they could be walking around with mycoplasm and everything else, and they've never had them tested yeah. to know any better. So they just, oh, they look, they look fine. So, um, you know, we, we get that, but it's, um, it's just yeah, really Yeah, I get nice it, too. I, I backed away from it, and I figure that if they really want to know, they'll come seek me out. Somebody will mm-hmm. will tell them to get a hold of me, and... Those that want to learn, or anybody that knows me and knows I'll help you to the end of the earth, I'll tell you and show you everything I know. But uh, uh, you know, for some people, it, they just—I don't—I don't know what, what the real rhyme and reason is why they do what they do, but they do it and they feel comfortable doing it. I guess I don't know. Yeah. Well, hey, thanks so much for for joining us, folks. It's Peter Brown, also known as the Chicken Doctor. Visit him online. Uh, he's got a great online store. First State. VetSupply.com. You can find a lot of stuff to talk about on the show at his uh, website. Peter, thanks for joining us today. We appreciate it. We'll see you in about a week. My pleasure, Andy. Take care. Great. Thank you. Um, Again, that's going to wrap up another episode of Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer every single Monday. Peter Brown is here, and uh, great information, and I'm not going to get it anywhere else. He's also a contributor to Chicken Whisperer Magazine, and um, you can subscribe to that for free at Chicken Whisperer Magazine. Dot com. The digital edition is 100% free and always will be. So thank you very much for tuning in this Wednesday. we got Alexandra Douglas, the quail lady, coming on talking about another hot topic, uh, and that is uh, caring for quail. So have a great day, everybody. We'll see you Wednesday. God bless. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.